Welcome back to the Boardman Podcast. Here again, <laughs> James. You're doing the intro. Oh on. yeah, no, you just started. So you <laughs> Got to be quicker, mate. No, no, go on, go on. Go on. Honestly, don't don't fight over oh, no, who's going to introduce the guys. Today, podcast uh, that Jay, uh, forty-five minutes in, said something, and, and uh, everybody goes, "Oh, he speaks." <laughs> <laughs> I was listening intently. You know, go on, I mean? yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're, we're welcoming uh, Olivia Chenery. Is that right? <laughs> Did I say it right? <laughs> you said it. This, right. is, why, this is why he doesn't <laughs> do introductions. Chenery, yeah. So it's a, it's a hard surname to. To pronounce, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got welcome, me. welcome to the Boardman Podcast. Thank you, very you happy to be here. Very well, thank you very much. Thanks good, for having good, me. Good. Where have you come from today? I've come from Mayfair because I'm doing a muggle job, which is a non-acting job, and I'm temping at an office, so I've been working all day today. Unfortunately, muggle. What's that? Yeah, I call it like a mug. Do you know what a muggle is? No. Have you not read Harry Potter? No. Oh my, have you read Harry Potter? He doesn't read. No. Come on. Someone, somewhere around this table must have read Harry Potter. Have you read Harry Potter? I, I, no, just the first one. But you know what a muggle yeah, yeah, yeah. is? So I've a muggle, watched the films. Okay, well, you know what a muggle is then? A muggle is like a non-magical, uh, like, human. Right. Right? What? So a muggle job for an actor is like a non-acting job. Muggle job. Okay, okay. Ah. Do you get it? Like, I, I don't know what, what muggle should, is, but now I get it. Should, that's what you should do. We're muggling all the time. <laughs> I'm muggling all the time. <laughs> Jaden introduced you. No, he thought he meant smug- smuggling. <laughs> you, you introduced Olivia's name. You didn't introduce her as what she does. Or you probably doesn't know, do you? Oh, I, I do know. Yeah, she's an actress. <laughs> yeah, correct. All right, so let's. All right, let's let's stop all this smuggling. Let me explain. I'm going to say I'm going to tell you how I met Olivia. Yeah. So when I say met, that's a very loose term, right? Yep. I was in an acting class uh, called Ivana Chubbuck. Yeah, and I hope this doesn't embarrass you. It probably no. won't because you're an actress. Go on. Um, and being completely honest here, and I was in an acting class, and <laughs> oh, um, God, I'm worried what's going to come out now. <laughs> and you were doing tr- a true romance scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And were there a romance scene or, no, or true, a scene uh, from you, true romance? A scene from tro- true from romance. The film true romance. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it was with another guy. Um, and basically, you did the scene in an American accent. Yeah. And uh, am I freaking you out that I remember all this? No, no, I'm impressed. Okay, okay. And you were smoking a cigarette and you were, yeah. you know, all the, and when you go to acting classes, like obviously to be impressed by someone on the screen is quite an easy feat, right? Because there's all the camera people, there's all the makeup, there's all the sound, there's all this stuff. To be impressed by someone in an acting class in person was what used to get me excited because it very hardly ever happens. So it's very rare I'd go to an acting class. We laughing at Matt. Oh yeah, Olivia got you excited in an acting well, class. Honestly, <laughs> it was the best. I'm not just saying this. It was the best uh, performance of an actress or actor I'd seen in a in an acting class in England. Oh wow, that's oh, so wow. proud of you. Yeah, and that's, wow, that's the truth. That it really is praise indeed. It really, Thank um, you. it really like impacted me because. And that's did hot. you tell her you've secretly recorded it though on, on your phone? <laughs> no, I didn't know. Watch it before bed. That's why knows all this. You're just yeah. rewatching it. Yeah, studies it. That's a hard. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah, as course. a human, national yeah. at all, right? And as an actress, mm. and to do that in front of a, uh, you know, how many of us there? Twelve or twenty people. I was super impressed. Oh, that's so kind of you. That's so nice to hear. Oh, Thank good. You. Good. And what do you remember of James from the? <laughs> um, I just remember him uh, looking at me at the back, taking notes. <laughs> Any particular scene or then, anything like? And then I, the re, the, the, and then the, I think the way that we all contacted, I actually rang Matt. I said, Matt, there's this girl in acting class. She did this true romance scene. It was so fucking good. Um, and uh, and then that was when you two met. I think for the prize fighter. Oh, I didn't know that was. It the was. Name. It was slightly. Yeah, it was slightly before. I, th- I think. I'm sure you. No, were I, re- re- yeah, I rang you. For and I said, no, it was. It was before that. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, it was, it was quite a film. But I rang yeah. you and I said, "Look, this girl is so good in the class. You need to uh, speak to her." I sent you an Instagram. 
Yeah. You then followed her on Instagram. And then you contacted her for what a film. I can't remember if it was the Duke or the Seed or something. I was originally going to get in contact with you for the Seed. Oh, I have which no is a idea. Film that did before Prize Fight. Yeah. Oh, oh it's news to you. It's good. This is originally very the Seed. News. When we were looking for, we were looking for three young actresses for the Seed, and um, the director wanted to go in a very specific way, and I was like, oh, I didn't really agree with it or no. So I was asking people, Hey, do you know any you know actresses who are great? that would love to do a film in Malta, blah, 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 during COVID, all this kind of stuff. So um, that's when I first, yeah, that's when I first heard about you. Yeah. Started following you and stuff. And then I don't know how it happened with Prizefire. Well, I- You might Yeah, I got that. the audition through the casting director and that's how I thought that whole yeah. link was. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's so weird because casting directors are Nancy, amazing. Nancy but, Bishop, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we, we sent the name on to Nancy. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, do you know what? That's so nice to hear because- like as an actor, I'm sure you're aware, like your career just goes up and down like an absolute roller coaster. And like yeah. there have been so many times, especially over the last like three years because of COVID and everything, when I haven't been working and I just used to want to give it up and you want to like sack it all in. Yeah. But it's so nice to hear that like you, well, you get remembered in like classes like that and you, it just makes you feel like, okay, I've got to keep going, got to keep going. Yeah. And you like, never know when they're going to come back. Yeah, it's so you weird. Never yeah, know, yeah. Someone could be talking about you or, or planning something behind yeah, the scenes. And you never and know. You just never know. Yeah, exactly. for, like, I, for me, it's easy with a per, per, my per view to see from the outside in to see somebody that's really, really good. Like our friend Lucy, she's very good. And you're like, okay, just carry on because you're definitely going to get there because there's not that many people that are that talented. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's just yeah. keep oh, continuing. I was so speaking nice to a, a well known actor the other day and he, he was like, he shocked me a little bit because he was talking about prize fire and he was like, mate, just trust me, give it a five year, five year plan. And I was like, what do you mean five years? He said, trust me, what you, what you do now sometimes won't pay off for five years. And he said, he did something, he did a boxing film before. And he said, there was a, a famous director, Shane Meadows, he said, wanted to work with him. He said, the project's never happened for five years. So he said, people are always in your mind or things might happen, but the other person's trying to do a project or, you know, a casting director wants to get you in for this, but you know, they don't get you in for that. They get you in for another project. And sometimes you never know those things. Yeah. And it was really interesting listening to that going, well, you might do something now that impacts your career in five years. And that's scary a little bit. Cause you're like, Oh, is you don't want to wait. And then I've always had this thing because like as a woman, you eventually want to have a baby and sell down, have a family. And I've always worried that, well, when I want to do that, when that time comes, like I'm going to have to take a year out um you know to have the baby and then to like you know look after the baby and stuff and i've always worried well i need to get like to a certain level before that point because i don't want people to forget about me and forget you know and then have it'll be so hard to then get back into the industry so like that's always been sort of the worry at the back of my mind and you know as i've got older that's sort of gone a bit and i think your priorities change but but yeah i think it's interesting what you said yeah about sort of having being in the back of people's minds all the time and maybe you don't have to worry so much then about sort of taking a year out or not working for a year because you know it's, it's, yeah. it's bubbling away did you go to like acting school and or did you follow a less traditional route yeah so went to london school of musical theatre back in 2010 went for a year um and like decided when I'd finished, I didn't really want to do musical theatre. It definitely wasn't the best answer. I was like, all right, it's singing, but like acting was definitely not my forte. So then I sort of like spent the next year sort of doing little acting courses, screen technique stuff, and then was like enough to sort of get a good agent who got me in the room for loads of things. And then sort of my career went from there. Right. Basically. So yeah. And why did you want to get into acting? What was the sort of like, what was the draw? Well, my mum and dad um, are theatre producers. 
Um, so my dad used to write uh, musicals when I was younger. Um, he used to div- um, adapt Shakespeare shows into musical theatre uh, shows for like primary school kids. So it's sort of like Disney-fied Shakespeare. Um, so I was like always around acting. I was always around actors, and it was just something that I've like always wanted to do because I was always around it and always like enjoyed watching people perform. And, and yeah, it was just quite a natural calling for me. And uh, Jay was saying you was uh, you, you spent your sort of one of the big things you was top boy. Um, bulletproof. Oh, you said top boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those two things top, always yeah, you said get top boy. confused. Did I say top boy? Yeah. Top gun, He's huh? basically... Top gun. <laughs> yeah, top gun, I wish. Uh, um, Ashley Waters was in Bulletproof, and he's also in Top Gun. Top boy. Conf- top boy. Top boy. Oh, my God. Top boy and Bulletproof. Are, are they both TV series? Yeah. Yeah. They're, I, I, Ashley Waters and... Oh, what's the other guy? So, Nick. No Clark. No Clark. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. it. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's had a bit of? Who's had a bit of troubles? Bit of trouble. Yeah. What? Um, what? Who wants to say? I don't know if we can say. Who's <laughs> going quiet? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I'll take no a drink. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, he no, got he... Uh, he got into trouble for was it sexual harassment or something along those lines? Yeah, on, on oh. set. I think he's trying to clear his name. I think something's coming out where he's trying to clear his name. I don't know. Yeah. I've worked with him once. I didn't have a great experience, but that's that's just my own thing. It was right. not just one female. I think there was a few. So. Oh right, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I worked with him a long time ago, and he, he didn't, he, he didn't do anything in that sense. He was just quite rude and arrogant. But right, that's it. he didn't touch your bum. <laughs> he should have touched my bum. Man. <laughs> didn't squeeze my bum. Been you were a, lot. a bit chubby at the time. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was, I wasn't that good looking at the time. So. <laughs> I can't believe you're saying you're chubby. You're definitely not chubby. He's I know he's some. a fat. You said it earlier. Not on camera. <laughs> I look bigger on camera. He was in good. He was in good shape. I was in good shape for the film. You know when you feel like you've been in a place in your life where you're like, good. Oh yeah, but yeah, that that's, was that's gone. Not realistic though to keep that sort of level of, of I did. trimness, right? I wish I did. Fitting in those lovely clothes, doing all that stuff. But no, it's 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 very much gone. It's trying to come back, back in the gym, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much gone. Right. Oh, so, so so just so yes, yeah. gone. Sorry, just to, to, to keep everything in line, right? So mm. basically, you uh, you went to this theatre school for a year. Yep, I did. Decided you didn't want to do theatre. Yes. And then found a good agent. Yes. And then, who's the agent? It was Shane Collins. Right. He was he's he was, he is actually a musical theatre agent, but he managed to get me in the room for loads of TV stuff. And right. my first job was a Special K, a Special K girl. Okay. Very proud of that. And, um, oh, like in the red swimsuit thing. Yeah, but I wasn't in a swimsuit. I was in a red dress. Okay, okay. Yeah, thank God. Um, <laughs> and and then yeah, just sort of I sort of uh, just built my career from from that really. I'm, I mean, my memory is so bad. I can't even remember the jobs that I've done. Like I only remember Prize Fighter, obviously, because it was the best. <laughs> um, I love obviously. that. That's Prize Fighter. Oh, I don't know. This guy made about boxing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's so true though. Like when you go into auditions, I mean, that's the best way to do it. when you when you go into auditions. I think um, Brian Cranston said this before. He's like, the best way to do an audition is just, just go in and just never think, never think about it. Never never remember anything. Just go in and do it and just like forget about it. I think that's quite a nice. I mean, that is a then you skill just don't care. in itself to yeah, do that. Like, hard. so hard. Especially when someone says, oh, you yeah, know, you're down to the last, last one or the last yeah. two. Do you follow that Chubbuck thing, step 12, forget everything? Do you know what? So I've actually... Um, written to Patrick to, to join again because I was getting loads of jobs when I was doing Chubbuck and then I stopped doing it for a couple of years because I was like well I'm getting the jobs <laughs> and, and yeah. then I'm like now I'm not getting the jobs I'm like what was I doing when I was getting all the jobs I was doing Chubbuck so I'm actually going to go back and why do is that why do you get jobs if you're doing if you're doing an acting course uh, I just think it's 
it was a really good technique. Like it was one of those ones where you're like really bearing like your whole soul to wow. everyone. Um, and it just really gets like those really good nitty gritty engaging performances. And it, don't, don't you think like yeah. you, just, you just pull apart the scene and it's yeah. so detailed and it's, and it's, it's emotional or whatever and engaging. And, and it's just, it's just a very good, powerful technique, which, which I think really worked for me. And then I think I got a bit lazy because I was working and then, and then I think I now need to do something to sort of like, they're 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 not, are they? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think it's like a hundred pound for like two, two lessons. Really? Yeah. I thought it was like 15 quid. Okay. So basically I went to one in LA. Did you ever go to one in LA with Ivana? No, I'm terrified of her. Yeah. Everyone's terrified of her. Yeah. She came over and did a workshop in, in London and which I did. Um, and I was terrified the whole time. She's she's a scary yeah. woman. I, I used to like really look up to her and respect her because when you go, there's an acting school in LA called Ivana Chubbuck and it's very close to sort of method acting and she has a book called The Power of the Actor Yeah. and it's sort of 12 steps and you follow them and basically you write in line with the script how your life is sort of very roughly and you replace all the characters for characters you know. Yeah. So when you see them, you're sort of semi-picturing those characters in your fate, in your like, and they're normally like, someone really close, like your mum or your dad. And then the 12th step is just to forget everything. Yeah. So it's a really good process to have, isn't it? And Patrick's brilliant. He's such yeah, a nice guy. amazing. Such a nice... A lot of them, the teachers, especially in LA, they've they've not done much acting themselves and they've, they're, they're, they're really picking you apart. So, you, you know, everyone's yeah. very... It's not unusual to see half the class crying and being yeah. super upset. But Patrick's just really nice and talks you through and gets to those points without being yeah. an arsehole, basically. Would you sign up for it again? Would you, would you do it? I'm not really, I'm, when I did the films, I've been lucky enough, I, the way I met Matt was I auditioned for one of his films and I did it. And for me, the amount of time waiting around, and not your fault, but the amount of time, and then just doing like 30 seconds of filming. Not your fault, Matt, but I, then, I guess it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but your film. You're slightly to blame. And then waiting. Yeah, I, I basically, it was a childhood dream of mine, but I never had the guts to do it. Yeah. When I was young, I used to watch Leo, I used to watch the, and it was a dream. And I always wanted to do it. And I tried it and I did it and I'm happy I've done it. But I, for, for my time, it, I feel it's better in, I'm basically, I'm like autistic. So my brain just loves reading books on science. Mm -hmm. So I went there, I studied the method, I studied the understanding and I love it. And if there's a film that comes up, I'll, of course I'm gonna do it. But the amount of time you've got to spend, the amount of no's, the amount of, auditions, the amount yeah. of people, it's such a big thing to do. Well, it's, it's committing your, your life, life yeah. and you don't know yeah. if it's going to pay off. And you don't. And it's like, but it's when I meet someone like you, it's like, I know you're fully in, you know? And yeah. it's like, if I meet an actress who's doing really well, I know that that's it, you're in. Like Alicia, that's all she's doing. There's nothing else, it's that. And I respect that a lot, you Aww. know? And I guess it's sort of, well, for me, it's sort of learning how to deal with the day-to-day -day no's and the day-to-day -day of not acting. And I think, I've learned that if I can just do something every day that is helping towards my career, whether it's like something as simple as going to the gym or like maybe doing like a gratitude list or like, I don't know, like a vocal exercise for 15 minutes, just something where I feel keeps like up. I've just achieved something today towards acting. Yeah. That's a tick for me. And then yeah. that's what keeps me going. Because yeah, it's it is hard. Like when you haven't worked for a year, it's, it is hard. Yeah. It's really hard to keep going. And then all of a sudden you get a job on audition and everything changes. and. And you're rich and you're, again. And you're, <laughs> and you're yeah. rich again. But you're, and the deliveries come in. And uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I know, like, when you were with Patrick, you were regularly getting jobs. Like, most people yeah. don't regularly get jobs. Most yeah. people have got to do the sort of thing that you've done. You've got to produce your own stuff. And Prayer. so, like, the hardest thing in the world is for an unknown actress, as you were before when you started, yeah. to go into a room, which is what I witnessed with you, and to get that. And that's an amazing thing. 
So that it really is because most people I've heard I don't I don't have you have to be careful with certain things, but there's one of the biggest actresses in the world. I I, I know. I heard the other day that she actually like pretty much got the whole film funded. So like a 250 million budget, uh, but I don't want to say her name because you know you, well, that defamation thing. But yeah, so they've got a huge. Can you give us a clue so we can work it out? Because <laughs> so this lady was on the other day. She told Sally, she's lovely. She told us that we need defamation insurance if we say something about someone that's wrong because we get sued for it. So James has right. gone really paranoid. It, now. I don't. I, I basically, me and my friend were going to well, did start a podcast about this crazy job we did in Spain because the producer was crazy like to the point allegedly 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 he did a poo in the middle of one of the venues because he didn't want to pay for the to the venue and like as we were speaking i was like this is just like we're just gonna get sued for this whole podcast because like i, I was, so we had to stop because I, like, I think we had to talk to like a legal department or something before we like release this because i think you'll like, be all right with that because that's like <laughs> do yeah. you think yeah i think you'll be all right well we're talking about an a what's the name what's the production <laughs> We'll, we'll take the hit for you. <laughs> Will you? Yeah. Okay. We'll take the hit. <laughs> you hear so many crazy stories. Like, it's just like, it's just mental. Yeah, people go crazy. Is your, is your experience in it all right? Like outside of actually doing the job and everything, like your experience on set and everything else, acting has been pretty all right overall? Yeah, yeah it has. Um, I've had some interesting experiences. Like, so this job I did in Spain, um, it was actually completely crazy. Like the producer was slightly nuts and... Um, like loads of stuff happened. Like he was just firing people all over the place. And it, when you're in it, and because we were away for four months, like when you're in it and something's happening every day and you're in this crazy whirlwind, you're like, it's like unbelievable. I'm just trying to like think of some of the other stories. Like the pooing in the middle of a of the castle was like one of the big things. Like, <laughs> and then he used to have like, allegedly, 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 but he did. He had like a, a thing called a pee-pee bag under his um, desk where the monitors were um, because he used to wee in it because he didn't want to go to the toilet. <laughs> he couldn't be able to go wow. to How much time are you really saving? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like all this like really crazy shit that went on. So like, yes, I've had like, yeah, fun and right times, but I've come across some interesting characters for sure. Yeah, but overall it's been like positive. Yeah, enough, yeah, 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 yeah. You have to, yeah, yeah. What do you enjoy doing? Like com- comedy, dramas? Um, I love period dramas. Yeah, they're my favourites. I love, I love... I guess I like what I love most about the characters in period dramas, especially obviously playing a woman, is how the how, you know women back then weren't allowed had to be a certain way, weren't allowed to say certain things, and it's learning how to communicate through all those sort of barriers that you have to go through as a as that character. So I find those parts the most interesting because it's sort of like giving voices to people that didn't have voices back then. Um, and also I love the costumes. And making it your own. Yeah, having some exactly. And if, if, you know, if it's for smartly written, you can kind of add nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> what? Everyone knows. Oh, sorry, you're right, going to talk right. about price one. Oh, do you remember that, that, um, that period drama you no, made? No, 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 I'm not going there. Shall I? Let me finish. <laughs> if it's smartly written, um, Which price fight up was very you can smart You can add it. like nuggets into Monday. So yes, yes, you can dress in the costumes at the time and you can you can be that character, but you can say, oh, but this, 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 and, and the audience of today will go, ah, yeah. she meant that. And that's what was happening in society or that's what happened. And sometimes it's little things. It doesn't have to be like, you know, full-blown monologues. So it's not what you did in Prize Fighter. <laughs> Where was my monologue in Prize Fighter? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish. <laughs> Fucking nightmare, nightmare. I'm worst experience of my life. I'm not talking about that. Well, <laughs> the whole film. Spill. Yeah, it's crazy. Really? Just, just mental. Yeah. Do you prefer acting or producing? Acting. Yeah, completely. Just... Are you looking, are you going to produce anything else or are you? Um, I've had a couple of opportunities, but 
I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Like, jump straight into this. So this is like taking quite a bit of time. Um, there might be something happening at the end of the year, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. At the moment, reading stuff and just you know auditioning for stuff and seeing what's out there. So, um, but yeah, I definitely prefer the acting. Just you know, the producing's mental. I think when Lucy was on, she was like, "Oh, maybe I want to produce something," and I was just like, "Don't." Yeah, I do just not like organising. I'm the same to you, honestly. This temping job I'm doing, all I have to do is like organise meeting rooms, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so stressful. She's <laughs> dealing with so, so many different people, and yes. everyone wants something different. Yeah. It's like, it's it's insane. So I don't know. It's like, if you have like this desire to do a particular project, or you really want to just like focus on something, then and you you have no other option than, than do it. But but it, only if it's it, it, is a good, it is a good way if you could make the whole thing streamline it is a good way to make yourself an actor in a way do you know what I mean like if you look at Bradley Cooper Ryan Gosling they've all got production Leonardo DiCaprio they've all got production companies so it is a good shortcut obviously it costs a lot of money and a lot of time but it is a good way to have yourself in movies as well totally you have a production company yeah and, and you think, can pick the films you can write yeah, the films. If, and if it becomes easier like if, if people say okay well do you want to do this project and all the money's there and you just you just have to focus on that then yeah, you bring in all your friends to you yeah. know, to to be in it because I'm a big believer in that, and then it becomes you know then it becomes really fun. But it just you know to get to that stage is so so yeah. tricky. But you wrote Price Fighter, yeah. 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 So what made you want to write that? God, so I have like a whole other story. I I started writing it ten years ago, and it was off the back of someone recognising me, thinking I was my dad. Yeah, and he was reading an article about my dad in the eighties, and next to it was this story about Jim Belcher. Um, so it came from that. My dad, my dad's not alive, so he he passed away. So it was like a weird, like okay, you can't be your dad, but you know you look just like him. I just started it ten years ago and just stuck with it and just yeah went went insane trying to trying to make it. So he's dead. Sorry. No, you go, you go. Because I was okay. <laughs> he's dead. Both was go. 1984 British heavyweight champion. So um, he was a a, a well known boxer. And so he wrote it kind of a bit about that, didn't you? And a bit about the the, the birth of boxing. Yeah, it was but linked. To, yeah, to make to go from like the other films to that bigger budget film, it, like there was a load of stress, wasn't there? Yeah, so much stress, like just crazy. Because I remember you, we had a bit of a chat about it and you said there was like loads of weird synchronicities happening around it and about you and Jem yeah. linked up. And, and I was like, oh, maybe you were him in the last past life. Yeah, pe- people are saying that. They do think that. Has well, anything else weird Died on my birthday, 30th of July. Yeah, see. Same, same mum's name. Um, Fort Henry Pierce in the end fight, which is same name as my dad's. And um, same weight, same height, same size pretty much. Yeah, just bonkers. Like loads of weird... Scenarios. Do you believe in that? Are you into like numerics? Totally into all of that. Really? Tell us, Absolutely. Tell us about it. Well, I was reincarnation and stuff. Oh like that. Yeah. yeah. You should go to a past life regression session and see if you can like regress to that. I've tried a couple of little trips on YouTube, but they don't not work. <laughs> no, honestly, I've tried these. Like, I tried one the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah, and it, it was the problem is I wasn't really focused. No, regret, yeah, you need a real therapist. The yeah, and they went to like this. They went to. Um, they did this like. Three uh, D sound. No. They had these uh, like sounds they were tapping into. Yeah. Spe- specific like music. Do you know well, more like, about this? Um, like tuning forks, like gongs. And stuff. Yeah, it was all. Yeah. All, like, and it was and it was tapping into, and you had to like be on that a frequency. It was all uh-huh. these frequencies and stuff. And someone did it and was like, "Yeah, you go to another universe and you go to this and that and your past life." And I did it. Nothing happened. Well, so, what, what do you? What are your thoughts? What do you believe in with that? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I, I think. Brand. 
I don't like believe in anything solid because I think when you start believing in some st- like solid stuff, that's I think where you can go a bit wrong. So like I have theories. Well, I listen to theories and I saw um, of the belief that we have many lives um, and that you can have past lives, parallel lives. Time is sort of everything's happening at the same time. Time isn't linear. Um, and yeah, and each life that you come into, you sort of like repeat patterns from past lives, um, which is maybe why you are repeating this sort of like boxing life, but in a different format, maybe. So yeah. you wouldn't. So with that, with the the, so he wouldn't know his past life. He would just have a subconscious memory of it. So yeah. So if you were going to like a past life regression, what they would do is you they really, really, really relax your body, and they take you to sort of like a part of your brain where you access your memories. And then it's usually like a very visual thing. So I've, I've been to a couple and in the ones that you sort of have to get your logical brain out the way. If you're going to, you have to sort of be in it a bit. Um, and you sort of see images of- Do you have to take anything like- No, 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 I'm not going anymore. <laughs> no, cause I just, I don't know how to get to that point yeah, in your it's brain. Sort of, it's sort of relaxation. It's sort of like letting go of your logical mind and also like a bit of practice at like meditation and mindfulness and really sort of like letting go. And the lady that I went to last year, she like trains you, she trains you where you're going to see those images come from. So like, if you shut your eyes and you like imagine a yellow daffodil, that where that image has come from in your brain is where you're then going to see images from your past life being projected into your brain. So it's sort of a bit woo woo, like take it or leave it. A lot of people don't believe in it. A lot of people do. I think it's interesting. So like, I like exploring that sort of stuff, But um, but for me, so I did this past life regression. I sort of like saw myself as like uh, like a Victorian woman and sort of all this stuff sort of happened to me. And it was like quite a visceral experience. Like I ended up like my whole body was shaking. I was like really, really crying. And you're sort of like really weirdly emotionally invested in it, even though it's just sort of like images in your brain. So that sort of made me think, oh, maybe this is like a bit more real than sort of something that I'm making up in my brain. But I think... I don't totally believe it. I don't totally not believe it. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I think yeah. it's probably quite a healthy way I to think be. I kind of believe in it. I, yeah. I, and you, you even just got to look at dreams. Like dreams are so bizarre in so many ways. Like yeah. they, they've got to like mean something. Well, you can live totally. 80 years in like three minutes in your dream. You can live from, yeah, you can be a child into an adult in, in, in the space of a few seconds in, in, your, in, in a dream. Yeah. But that's really interesting what you say because I remember trying like with a therapy session ages ago, they tried doing um, when you're a baby. And they'd make you hold a pillow and they'd do a lot of, like you say, mindfulness and getting your mind into the right place like an hour before. And you'd have to imagine they'd say, okay, so who's in the room? You've just been born. Like, is your mum there? Is your dad there? And they'd make you imagine everything so that you can then talk to your younger self. But this isn't that, is it? What you're talking about is actually another life. Oh, James, yeah, mate, like that was when you were in hospital. Just, just, <laughs> that was another story. Because, okay, so that past life regression is really interesting because you could find out why you follow certain patterns, why you behave yeah. certain ways, why Matt's following this same. Yeah. Okay. Can it help you with the future? Yeah. Because if you're saying maybe undoing like negative patterns that you keep repeating, you could sort of like become aware of it, heal it, and then move on to something like a different pattern, but a more productive pattern. If you got emotional about it, there must be some truth to it, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I think. Like, I'm sort of like, oh, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, it's so real, it's so real, because I don't know it was so real. But the experience I had felt very real, and the images that were coming to me also felt very, very real. So... It's and you were creating those those images yeah. yourself, you know. So yeah, well, they, they were coming. From to, yeah, they came from somewhere. I've experienced. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. There's a really good book by Dolores Cannon. She was like a past life 
regression therapist. And over the years, I think she was like from the 60s to the 90s, she regressed loads and loads and loads of people. And she's like written loads of books about it. And she regressed this one per this woman. And she she was, it's called, this book's called Jesus and the Essenes. And the Essenes were this group of spiritual people with advanced knowledge who were around just before the birth of Jesus. And this woman goes into so much detail about their lives, their practices, their beliefs at the birth of Jesus. And it, it's just so interesting. Again, take it or leave it. Like you don't have to believe everything you're reading in the book, but it's just such an interesting concept because this woman who's being regressed, who she's written this whole book about, doesn't remember anything that she says when she comes out of this trance. So it's really interesting. Um, there's, I think it's the uh, convoluted universe. She writes uh, her other books. Again, people that are going, that are born on different planets. So it's not necessarily this planet. It's sort of, could be in different star systems and stuff. So, yeah, I'm so interested in, in all that. It's got to be so good for you. It's got to be so relaxing. Because, mm. Well, but also, like, so in physics, like, one of the main rules, and it's sort of been broken a little bit now with, like, the Higgs boson and certain, like, particles, but the, the one main rule is nothing's created, nothing's destroyed. Mm -hmm. So energy's only converted. So if I burn this table, there's, there'll, I'll have gas, mm -hmm. I'll have some solids, some bits of wood and some... So if you... If that's just scientific fact, right, to, 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 for this universal... Um, physics if that is the case then when you do pass away depending on your belief right so do you remember the film 21 grams the fact so when you die your body weighs 21 grams less so you have these things called quantum tubules in your tele in telomeres in your brain and one theory was when you die that evaporates so there was this lady she was being operated on she'd she'd she, this, this doctor operated on like 5,000 near-death experienced patients and this lady was completely blind like not like Ad, our friend Adam completely couldn't see anything and she passed away on the operating table. They brought her back to life and she described everybody in the room to a T because she sort of came out of her body. So what my thoughts with it is Nikola Tesla, he said um, he thought that he could communicate with his dead mother. So what, I did a bit of research into Tesla and he created all of the wireless communication that we have now. So Wi-Fi, 3G, 4G, 5, all, all these different things. And through us now, there's everything's vibrating, right? And there's a frequency, whether it's radio frequency, whether it's radiation, there's stuff emanating off of every single particle in the universe all the time. So if that is the case, and we know because we can pick it up, because this is picking up the sound, which is just a seer, which is just a vibration of atoms. So it makes sense that other things. James, there's no one there. <laughs> <laughs> What's this happening? Who are you talking to, James? <laughs> This is where you've gone too far on this topic. No, I'm relating. I'm no, relating. No, this, is good. this is interesting. No, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, there, I'm joking. I'm there. So, Bye, so, Ellie. No. So, so my, my, oh, we've got 30 minutes, remember. So my <laughs> thing is that like, if Nikola Tesla, who back then in 1895, he basically um, sent wireless communications 50 miles right, in 18, about 1895. He, so, and now we've only just got Wi-Fi, right? So if, if we have, as you know, radio waves coming to us, and we know because we can speak to satellites and all different things, it was very easy to say, okay, telephone telepathy or some form of like human to human consciousness is, is, you know, more than likely, I would say, that we can communicate with each other or with other. And if that's between us in this physical sort of three-dimensional world, then that could also be in any other dimension or any other world, which would be past lives pre, like you say, if time's non-linear, yeah. could, you can just literally fold time and space like that, get back to a past point in your life and communicate. So it's just how much more have we got to evolve till we get there? I, I, like, I, it's weird. I really believe in it. I, well, I really believe in the fact that there's definitely like, you know, different universes and people living somewhere else and all this different life. But you kind of, I look at like, if that all existed here, 
on earth then you know all these shows you see all these shows where they've done like on um you know they used to do on living tv where they go to these haunted houses and they see these ghosts no no one's ever seen anything like no they one's have, ever but no there's one's, no proof same with the aliens yeah, no there's one's no ever picked up anything like proof i just think if that existed here wouldn't something wouldn't there be one thing that someone could go oh my god this is like well, completely different to that right but be, i believe it's outside of this this earth i believe you know say all see, these different universes are three-dimensional objects right the shadow is two dimensions. So when you go down, this is the theory. When you go down a dimension scale, you see the thing one dimension lower in, in a shadow. So you see this shadow here is two dimensions, but it's off of a three dimensional object. So if you lived in a four dimensional, if you lived in a one dimensional world, you just see this plane. And if this glass passed through this one dimensional world, you just see a big blob, that line coming through and it would disappear. So it'd be something coming into your vision and then going. So if there's a four dimensional world, all the shadows would be in three, 3D. Like in our three-dimensional world, these shadows are just two dimensions. So four dimensions would see us, but we couldn't see them. So if that four-dimensional world exists, we wouldn't be able to see it. Ah, okay. That's interesting. All right. So that's the counter Back, to that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Mm, yeah, okay. I, I think he trumped you there. <laughs> <laughs> but have, you, have you ever seen a medium or a psychic? Oh, yes, of course I have. have all the you? time. Yes, I love it. I actually love it. Really? Yeah, my I'm always getting my, my question is always like, what's going to happen in my career? Yeah. They're always like, oh, yes, uh. yes, I see this. And actually, before I got prize fighter, she was like, oh, I see um, they're taking me to, because her, her guides would um, show her visuals. She's like, they were taking me to the Wallace collection, which is like a collection of portraits. And it's like all Georgian costumes. And I was like, wow. and then I did prize fighter. I was like, oh, my God, she was right. Yeah. I, did, I, I was find, Lady find it, I do find oh. it fascinating. My mum's a big fan of that. She goes to it as well. And uh, you believe in it? I do because I've seen it. Like there, there's oh, no, there's no, I have. Oh, I have. no. Like, my mum took a picture of her. I think she did a thumbprint. And this woman that she she did this with uh, was living in Canada, and she sent the thumbprint to to her in Canada. And obviously they've never met, but she was telling stories about my grandfather and. Uh, things about my career and yeah, yeah it was just it's weird, weird isn't really it really weird because like they've never met and I was like well there's there's something, there's something there. powerful there's there there's something there yeah, I, so I had this so this is the woman that I went to see I went to see her like a couple of years ago um, and she was like oh they're, they're telling me dangerous liaisons dangerous liaisons I was like oh okay so I was like got home and googled and I was like oh maybe they're going to do a remake of dangerous liaisons and like for a year like nothing came up nothing came up and then suddenly some I got a producer friend of mine was like, oh, do you know they're like remaking Dangerous Liaisons? I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be in it. The psychic told me, the psychic told me. <laughs> and then six months later, I got an audition for it. Wow. And then I didn't get it. See that, yeah. I mean, that's... <sighs> so... Uh, it did, will it not like, I don't know, I just think, believe it, like applying to all those things would just make you like think things, you just have so many things to think about it because yeah. you're like, right, I'm waiting for that. And like yeah, you said, it comes yeah, in a year really time bad. and then it doesn't happen. So the way that you think about that and then something else gets told. This one, it would just like people, flood your brain. But these right? people yeah. are having visions, but they maybe can't be, you know, right on the money with exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. But they are seeing visions of something happening connected you know, to those. This, mm. The biggest psychic, like, sorry, one of them, I know Darren Brown, he sort of like debunks a lot of psychics, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. But this one physicist has gone online. He's given a million pound prize to anyone who can read his future so he said oh anyone can come and be a psychic to me but so far no one's got anything right for him yeah so he's going how's he going to know that sorry that, how's he going to know about so it so he, he's put a million pound prize out for, I wish I could remember his name and uh, he can he's invited any psychic to go and to sort of challenge them and say like tell me what's going to happen in my future yeah but how's he going to know if it's going to happen because he'll tell them they'll wait for six months see if that thing happens 
If he does, oh. you give him the money. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's not happening. I do find it all quite fascinating. Yeah. But then, and then, okay, so then what some people say is that you have many different timelines. So you could be on your highest timeline and you, that's, you know, when you're feeling the most productive yeah. and like everything, or, you know, if you're feeling a bit low, whatever, you're sort of like moving to a lower timeline and maybe you're making different choices. So it can, it just all depends on, I guess, you in the moment and in, in that. But yeah. On your, it's on, I think a lot of it's on like a belief system, right? Because you do create your own reality, don't yeah. you? So it's what you believe in, I think, is the thing that like would drive probably what's going to happen to you. But then there's people that have the power to hypnotise you and then yeah. they can maybe stop you from smoking or whatever it may be or mm. do something funny on stage. Or mm. And I think that's like something out of this world crazy. Like You've yeah. got to be a type of person to, to be hypnotised. Yeah, you it do. Can't, it can't be any person. Yeah. yeah. A yeah. friend of mine does it and he used to hypnotise someone in front of me and it was brilliant and I said do it to me I really want to do it and then he couldn't he said you're <laughs> what, you got what is it about the person who gets hypnotised that can get hypnotised it, it's been able to what my friend said to me and he does this for a living and honestly the, my mate that he was hypnotised in front of me was just crazy he hypnotised him and we were on set doing stunt work and he was like he was like he was telling him he's going you've just won a lottery and he would he would be on set and he'd go <laughs> And he did load, he did terrible stuff to him. I don't know if I should say this, but he, he was like, he would go up to him and be like, you're about to, you're about to have an orgasm or come. And he'd just go, ah, like that. It, on, no. In the middle of, yeah, no honestly. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like, film? This, no, this was, this was just during like offset stunt time. Yeah, crazy stuff. The lottery was hilarious. That's like, and everyone would just be laughing their head off. Yeah. And then he'd go, you're out of it. And my mate would just go, what happened? No. And I used to say to my, I used, yeah, I used to say to him, because I used to go and watch his shows. His name's Matt. And um, I would just say, try and do it to me. And he'd sit down. He's, and they're basically like, you've got to be able to, you've got to be the type of person that can just relax your brain so he can just, right. you know, essentially take control for a period of time. And if you're like hyper-focused or you've got ADHD or whatever, then, you know, it's just, you just can't do it. Yeah. yeah, if your brain's like ticking in the, in the right way. But I'd love to have it done because I saw my mate have it and I was like, wow. What? It was, it was the funniest thing. He was like, right, sleep. And he'd fall asleep on his shoulder. Yeah. in front of everyone I, film crews everything yeah. I, I've it's been brilliant. to a show where they yeah. um, they were hypnotising people from, and getting them on, out from the crowd and there was a guy that, uh, I went with Sam and literally they brought him on stage and they said like every time you come onto stage you, you've forgotten your scarf so there was like a pile of scarves like right next to the uh, the audience and so he would just literally get to the stage run back up and go oh shit Oh, I've got my scarf, and then like he would run back on to the audience, and he would do that about fifty times whilst the show was still going on. He was still running up and down. It's crazy, like, and it's I, I think when you have the license to be a hypnotist or you've got something, like you have to make sure that you take people out of it before the end because you can just leave them there, and they're just yeah. stuck. Um, that's a, we've we've gone a little bit crazy yeah. topics and stuff. Um, I love it. I was gonna ask, you always <laughs> yeah. seem like when I, I remember I only saw you like once or twice in class, and now you always sort of seem happy and like positive. Yeah. Like, where does that come from? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm definitely not always happy and positive, but right. I guess, do you know what? I really enjoy people. Right. So when I meet people, they genuinely make me happy okay. and I love talking to people. I love like listening to people and I think I get energy from people. And also I love, I just, I love the acting world. So I think you've probably seen me in sort of those situations where I'm like, either going to do some performance or something. And I just, and, yeah, and it just makes me well. happy. Oh, that's good. Well, I'm just happy to be around you guys, really. Oh. But yeah. But I think it is that sort of like mental health management because I definitely can get really, really low. And like, especially like in this industry, like where you get your knockbacks a lot. And, you know, I, I did say earlier, but like, I think it's just making sure you're grateful for like everything you've got 
in your in your everyday life and grateful for those little things and i think those things just keep you happy do you have like I'm a happy. daily routine i know you have this one thing you've got to do every day but is there like a routine yeah. you follow to keep yourself like yeah i try and do like a little bit of meditation in the mornings which um, one any specific one or just just sort of like just focus. a little bit of mindfulness sort of my own stuff like i used to like when i first started i used to do that headspace app i thought yeah. that was really really cool and now how long do you meditate Andy for that's really like cool. about half an hour 15 minutes to half an hour just depending on like how much time i've got in the mornings maybe longer at a weekend if i've got more time but that's definitely helped my mental health and sometimes I follow tracks and sort of like really try and connect and be in my body those ones really really help breathing techniques yeah breathing stuff yeah and then gratitude is like the biggest one for me yeah if I just write 10 things a day that I'm grateful for that just like lifts my mood instantly it makes it so great everyone like people talk about this now like even like mental health and stuff it's just so it's it's been a lot more you know talked about I'm, I'm the same as you I literally if I wake up I'm like okay breathe in like little things that people just don't think about or yeah. you can see, you can feel, yeah. you can touch, you feel good. You know, yeah. Splash some water on your face. Yeah. How like, you know, that just immediately lowers your anxiety. So little things like that, if you just tap into that world of appreciating those stuff, everything else is like, you know. It can be harder totally. though, if like, it, like, if something's taken over and you are yeah. in a, like, a low space, it's even with the meditation and everything totally. else. Totally, it it's the last thing you want to do. It is, it, is, it can still I, be hard. Yeah, and I think on those days, and I definitely have many of those days, you have to ride it out. And sometimes if it means staying in bed all day, stay in bed all day because yeah. there's nothing worse than suppressing that feeling or yeah. judging that feeling. Right. And that's definitely something I've learned recently. Like love, love your dark feelings because, because you have to love all of yourself because if you don't love yourself, like you're just going to judge yourself and you're just going to be a cycle of self-hate and stuff. So just love all of you because you have those feelings for a reason. So, you know. Yeah. And the next day you always, like, I don't know if you figure this, but you always wake up differently. Even if you still wake up a little bit yeah. shit, yeah. you still wake up differently. Yeah. That is weird how you wake up a different person yeah. every day. Every day. Like, it's yeah. so weird. Because like, I'll be like, if, if anything happens, like if stressed or with the film, I'll just go, okay, I need to just go to sleep because tomorrow mm. it might start differently. It's acceptance, isn't it? It's, it's understanding yeah. that you have to sort of feel a certain way and it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally, totally. That, that yeah, that's interesting to like um, say, yeah, that those feelings in the morning or whenever they are yeah. are okay and that's part of me. It's really nice what you yeah. said there. Because yeah, I think like it's good to say you have these things to do and but sometimes you don't feel like doing all of that stuff. Absolutely. And it's like, how do you get out of it at that yeah. point? Do you know what I mean? Especially with the world the way it is at the moment. Yeah. Like, it seems a bit crazy to me, yeah. the way things are going. But um, uh, our, we, we spoke about it last time, didn't we? About the way, why are you looking at me like that? I'm just interested to see what you can say. <laughs> okay, so I was thinking yesterday, I'm always positive and happy, but after this whole pandemic thing, mm-hmm. I got to we should talk about this. Are we all right for time? Uh, yeah, we got just because I really love your like outlook on things, so mm. it'd be interesting to hear. Go so, on. like, you know, if you look at every area in the world right now, mm-hmm. so if you look at education, whether mm-hmm. it's like all these things are happening to it, right? Like, so you know, gender politics, all these like really crazy things. If you look at the healthcare system, lots of people aren't agreeing with it. You know, people are being forced to do things they don't want to do. Like, literally, every area politics, like who trusts the prime minister, who trusts the mm-hmm. presidents, what they say. Like, if you go into like tech, big tech, like every mm. area you look, it seems to have almost at the moment be like infiltrated with negativity. And the more I look into it, and I I, I think it's because I'm getting older, I'm reading more into these things and looking yeah. at them. When I was younger, I just didn't care because all I cared about was me. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I can be happy. I can do whatever I want. Mm. But now there's just all these areas that are being hit and it feels like like morality of the world is going out the window a little bit. That's my, that's my yeah. thought. Are they being hit though or are they being questioned? I think a lot of them are being hit. 
Like if you look at healthcare with, you know, I mean, I don't know specifics, I don't want to get into trouble. Yeah, but, but there's lots of, yeah, there's lots of areas that are kind of, yeah. The, the, the more you look at, the more with it. And I think that's making people feel that there's more that they need to do with their own mental health to improve yeah. because there's an underlying feeling of anxiety. If you're locked down, like if you're in this country and, you know, there, there's a lockdown for two years, they're talking about locking down, I think, Australia or somewhere next month or wherever it is. There's always going to be this underlying. So it's how do you get through that when things aren't looking great? What do you think on that? Do you think we should be aware of those things and kind of, or do you think just live your life um, and think enjoy? Don't, well, this is what I do. I don't look at the news every day. I keep a little eye on it to see what's happening. But I think, I mean, during COVID, if I was watching the news every day, that is when I'd spiral because there's no, there was no point seeing how many deaths there were every day. It was so weird, wasn't it? it was every horrible. day we used to see how many deaths there were. Yeah, it was awful. And I think I, again, this is, what I do, I just focus, I have to focus on myself. Like, what can I do to help the situation? Because that's the only thing that I ultimately have control in. So in my diet, like, I don't eat animals. So I feel like that's how I can contribute to that. Like, with the electricity, that's sort of great. like turning flight. But, you know, and if we can all just focus on ourselves, that is what's going to make a big impact, I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, like you say, with the um, electricity and all those, if everyone does that, yeah. you can, you're right. Yeah, you can fix. Make, yeah. What made you become vegan? How long have you been been vegan for five years um okay. and there was vegetarian before that um i've always been like a massive animal animal lover same um and then i think i started watching more sort of conspiracy dun, 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 and i was like oh yeah i need to sort watch of earthlings like, uh no i you know when you've watched one like okay i'm vegan i can't yeah. i can't watch anymore i'm done yeah. <laughs> i get it <laughs> my uh, my ex-girlfriend was vegan so i was vegetarian for a little bit and then i yeah. went to vegan for a little bit and then yeah. i just i came under so much stress so i came out of it because my diet and my health wasn't good i was just yeah. eating pasta and, yeah. and, and chocolate basically because i was just in a bit of a weird space with one of the films and um but you can watch one of those and it's i mean you don't need to watch it because you're already yeah, hooked, yeah yeah but if you go and watch if anyone watches earthlings like it, it's enough for you. It, it is like it's um narrated by uh joaquin phoenix okay mm. it was it's old it's like 2003 um mm. but it's it's hard hitting yeah. it's yeah. really hard hitting yeah and it's like flipping out it's enough to you know convert anyone but uh, totally. I, I agree you just you just have to start watching those things yeah and then you just, and then it just sort of like you know connects those dots, doesn't it? Because like we we all know what happens when an animal gets sent to a slaughterhouse, but when you really see it and you really understand the industry, it is horrific, and you just don't want to be any. Well, I just don't want to be any part. It's of not that. even the fact that like it's happening; it's like the thought of like you eating that as well. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the pain yeah. and suffering they go yeah. through before it lands just on for your us. plate. <laughs> and we don't even need, the thing is we don't need to eat it. Like lots of people say, oh, you need your protein, you need this, but you can get all of that from plants. You really, truly can. And like, yes, there is bad vegan food. Like, you can get shit burgers or whatever. But like, if you really looked at what you need, like your macronutrients, you could get that all from plants. You just have to figure out. Oh, look at the vegan burgers these days. Like they're just, yeah. they're just as, they're just as yeah, good, just, if not nicer than, than yeah. normal burgers. The caveat to that though is like, th there's lots of people on uh, just a meat diet, isn't there? Like, I think there's um yeah well I Jay dropping bombs I'm throwing him under the bus only because I'm a big meat eater yeah, myself yeah, yeah. my mum's a vegetarian yeah and like I just like she cooks the most amazing meat dishes yeah, but she's yeah, never yeah. tried it yeah and I'm just like how does my mum do that but like I love meat I've always loved meat yeah. I've always been you know and 
like you, James. Like you, you'll yeah. you'll do like a, a it, next I, like, level. Is it Jordan, Jordan Pearson that only eats beef and salt? So what it, so what it was, you know, as the internet's growing, right? You know, we were saying like we have these pillars that we look up to. So I always used to love uh, Joe Rogan, um, Jordan Peterson, Mike Tyson. The you know just these sort of figures that I used to look up to. And two of them went on this diet called the carnivore diet. I'm sorry. God. No, no, no. And, uh, and, and basically, but, but it's not just, um, it's very aged meat. It's uh, animals that are just about to die. It's all organic, grass-fed cows and this sort of thing. But Jordan Peterson got very, very sick, you know, almost died. Yeah. Um, and uh, he went on it at his age. They're just beef and salt, these are not. No, just, it's just, and it's just beef. It's, beef. No, no, it's just animals, basically. Yeah. And But it's the organs. Organs, yeah. So it's like liver. And then, ah, so, so he that's went like that it, liver king guy as well. It, yeah, but so, that's different. But, yeah. So he, well, I don't want to get into that one, but, but with Jordan Peterson, he cleared within a year and a half his ailments. And then Joe Rogan went on it for a year and a half. And he's yeah. 56. And he did this thing on YouTube where he took his top off and he's absolutely, you know, in, 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 in very good shape. But there's, there's obviously an argument both sides. Yeah. So a friend of ours, Link, suggested I do it. And uh, my friend's like, what are you doing? This is the most unhealthy. Like Their, their natural reaction was, yeah, this yeah. is super unhealthy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did try. I like to try all different um, diets. And I remember watching Game Changers. And that made, do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That made oh, me the unfortunate thing yeah. where they for just like basically like debugged like the whole meat thing. Yeah, yeah because, but yeah. there's so much conflicting because then you can, you can read a study on meat and how many nutrients there are in, in certain meats. So it's like... You know, it is. Yeah. You're right. It goes. It, go, it, go, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Yeah. There is in some ways, but it's how, it's not just that. It's how it's like, you know, it's the fact of killing it, how it's killed, all these. Yeah. Different with things. that, I saw a shark so. the other day on on it was on a Instagram video, and these guys were like, there was a shark, and it came on the shore, and they put like a knife in there, and and I I felt the pain. Oh and yeah. I, and this woman was saying she was a freediver, a famous freediver. She went, why are you killing? They go, they went, we're hungry, we need to eat. And I, so I get it. They were starving. Yeah. They were in uh, I think in Mexico. And I understand that they need to eat, but I, I hated seeing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So then I'm thinking, okay, but I'm doing this every day. Totally. I'm yeah. just not seeing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know. I think yeah. sharks are one of the most killed animals, apparently, in terms really? of. Yeah, yeah. I saw a documentary. Apparently, they they killed millions and millions all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh God, did not know that. Really, really, like, really high. Have you seen, um, slightly positive note, but similar, similar topic? <laughs> Have you seen uh, My Octopus Teacher? No, I haven't. Oh my god! But I, no, what is that, that trailer has popped up on Netflix many a time. That's okay, like I've never ever ever eaten an octopus after I watched that. Good, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so weird. I tell you, oh, I tell you what it does. It does the perfect thing for anyone that eats octopus. Oh yeah, oh okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, vegan, isn't it? Vegan. <laughs> okay, okay. Because okay, octopus. You just suggest. No, no, I'm joking. I'm a oh, vegan. It's a vegan. I thought vegans no meat. Oh what? my god. Vegans no meat. Just octopus is meat. It's fish though, no. Oh my god! Any, 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 any animal. Any animal. Any animal. I thought yeah. isn't a pescatarian. No, that's pescatarian. Pescatarian eats fish. Vegan Vegan. meat, Amy any. meat. No, no, no. Fish is, <laughs> oh my god! Fish isn't meat. Of course it is. Is it? <laughs> It's fish. Oh, of course oh, it is. Mate. It was alive. And then we are not died. cutting this. This is <laughs> no, not being this cut. Is a plant was alive. It's the stupidest thing he said <laughs> out of like 10 episodes. It's the stupidest thing he said. I'm honoured. I, I thought, say, I wanted I, to I be thought vegan it. was... Right, you got so vegetarian pescata- first. Yeah. Yeah. You Which, still don't eat meat. No. Pescatarian, you yeah. eat fish, but no meat. Right. Vegan, no meat, no dairy products, so no animal byproducts. No right, animal right. products yeah. at all. No that butter, no, 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 no butter, no dairy. Right, nothing. Right. No eggs? No eggs, no. no. Oh. <laughs> come, that's, that's part of the dairy. <laughs> Have you ever been to no, 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 no baby chickens? No? No, no. Okay. So, so, so which one are you, James? Which one are you? <laughs> which, one, which one are you? Do you know which one you are? Well, I'm not a vegan. Yeah. Oh, well, fucking hell. That's a good start. He's on the fucking dinosaur diet. Which, 
come on, fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. Which one are you? <laughs> I want to know. I can't believe you can pronounce that. I think I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> which one are you? I'm, um, well, he doesn't eat octopus. So. I don't eat octopus. So which one are you? I'm an octoparian. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, going back to the, my, uh, mm. my octopus, story. octopus teacher, it, this is the perfect documentary that like, if you're going to convince someone to stop eating something, it's not like hard hitting and showing camera, you like, you know, knife to throw yeah, kind sorry. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. this guy builds this relationship with this octopus yeah. and it's just, yeah, it's beautiful. It, it's incredible. And it literally... What do you mean he builds a relationship with an octopus? <laughs> just, just, watch it. Go uh, watch it. I'll watch it. Tonight. But, it's, right. it's so hard to explain. This guy, like, basically goes away. He, he goes, like, to find himself and does this... Goes on this, like, journey himself and he just starts swimming every day right. in the ocean. Uh, we'll pick up the octopus thing there when he gets back. I, it, that's just... Fuck, he's just the funniest thing. So nice. Honestly, he is so smart. He said the smartest things for 10 episodes. And he's like quantum mechanics, this like, you know, and then he's just said, I don't know what he said. I have What's to watch a that vegan? Back. No, I, I do get obvious things wrong. You know that? Like I, get, like, I, I love that. I get real, no. Do you know, like, I, talk, I didn't know. Thanks. Cheers, mate. I, not now, it's cheers. No, you know, no I, like, I, I get like the months, you know, like March is January, February, March. I still have to go with the numbers with my fingers for March. Yeah, I saw three. that. Like weird, I like still do that. I can get comp- I can get like science things, but basic things I don't get. Yeah. So I, yeah, I didn't because I've heard vegan so many times, obviously. Yeah. But I thought it's because it you've got a fridge full of meat. I thought meat I have was no idea. Yeah, but I'm on a more balanced diet now. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so Olivia's so, a vegan. I'm a vegan. And it means you don't eat fish. Don't eat or fish. Octopus. Or octopus. Okay. On the yeah. um, let's pick up the uh, octopus. Back, yeah. So back to teacher. the octopus teacher. It's the perfect documentary for anyone to watch, where it's not going to be hard hitting. Where, you know, if I put Earthlings on for my mum, she'd just turn it off because she'd be like, I can't watch that, it's too much. Or if anything that's like killing or this and that, people don't want to see it. This guy who builds this relationship with this octopus is just insane. Like, it just. The same one. Are you talking about one octopus that he's building a relationship yeah. with, or many? No, no one. one. Oh, what right, is okay. happening on this side of the I table? Have, oh my god! <laughs> no, you, the, the brain level is just. Like, is he sure that's water? Have you, yeah, yeah, what are you drinking? I want to know. Like, just drink, one octopus, or yeah, you do. So don't worry, right. vegans do drink alcohol. <laughs> There's no meat. Just like tea drink, tea drink. Yes. Just drink some tequila with a with an egg in it, or a worm, <laughs> or the maggot at um, the bottom. So I'll try and explain it. Come this, on. This guy builds this relationship with one octopus. Right, okay. He goes to do this soul searching himself. He swims every day. You've seen it, right? No, I haven't no, seen it. I've seen the, You've seen it. I've seen the I've seen it. trailer. And he sw- free swims in this ocean and he goes down and sees this octopus and he builds this relationship with this octopus. Like this one octopus comes out. First of all, it's nervous. Over time and months, he keeps going back and it greets him and then it hugs him and it does all this weird stuff and it swims with him. All the, yeah, an octopus. That's it's very insane. strange. And he talks about the octopus and he goes to see it every day. And it's just like, it's just a basic form of like, wow, this is like, first of all, a very intelligent, intelligent creature in many ways that we already know, but also it has like feelings. And if you spend enough time with it, it can connect with you. And we are so far apart, right? A human versus an octopus. It's crazy. And there's, you know, it, it, there's a little bit of sadness to it as well, but it's just like, it's just the perfect documentary for anyone to watch to go, right, I never want to eat octopus again. Because it's just so, it's just so, it's such a nice 
awe-inspiring story that just leaves you like really like oh, I don't need to do that like that's just that's just done for me. okay what about this then I mean I know nothing about this I probably shouldn't talk about it but with that they're in the wild I agree and that's why I've not eaten them again and I'm like you know but if they're bred to be yeah it's eaten um, that's a different thing it's right? interesting because they're, they're doing they, they released a, they're doing a, they did an octopus farm in the UK recently and when you go to Malta they've got fish farms everywhere and it's really it's really interesting because I don't I don't believe in it but at the same time it's like if they're being created for that specific reason, does it make it a little bit more okay? I don't know. I don't think it does. It doesn't, it's obviously. Like, but it's not fair on that animal that they they sort of like woken up, been born into this life where they're being bred. So like, so if that particular octopus who he had that connection with happened to be born into the octopus farm, but the same personality, but then it's just it just has more unfortunate circumstances. But it wouldn't have been born though. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't have ha- it wouldn't have been bred first. So like if it was just being born just to be eaten, then it wasn't born it wouldn't have been born anyway. Oh, so, I think yeah. Yeah, it's good point. Yeah, good point. But it's still being born it's still being bred. It still is being born. Yeah, yeah, so it's being born but it's just been- for the purposes of being farmed. But it's still alive. Yeah. So then it is being killed, but at the beginning yeah. it's only being being made into the world purely by a factory you know to make to, yeah. to be eaten is that different do you think like no because that because once it's, it's alive it's alive yeah once it's alive it's alive like so basically i used to i volunteered a bit at this animal sanctuary and um they rescued loads of animals from slaughter and like all the sheep that had been there for years they all had little personalities like she could the woman right. who owed it could call them over by oh, name right. so because it's grown up and it's had a life that is then cruel to kill it yeah, but I think it's cruel. To, I think it's cruel as a human being to kill to kill anything. And I think I don't think we're going to progress as human beings, and we're not going to evolve if we keep killing. And that's animals, that's each other, that's everything. Because like if we still kill killing in our lives, like I just I just can't see. It's just not good. Do, do you know what I mean? You've got to think of from, from a, if really you think well, of a human's perspective as well. You wouldn't yeah. bring a baby into a life to then kill it. Like, kill, yeah, exactly. As soon exactly. as you compare it to humans. It's right. like, oh, yeah, God, yeah, crazy. yeah, exactly. You know, but what, you wouldn't, what, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have give birth to a baby to kill it. Yeah, you wouldn't, so. you wouldn't have like breeding. Do you know what? That is the one film that I was it, over lockdown. I was like, oh, I'm just, if I was to write a film, this is what I'd write about, and it would be sort of set in sort of a different world, where, um, so it's sort of like the metaphor is like veganism. So women were being milked like cows are milked and babies are being born and then bred and then killed for sort of like the elite to have their food and stuff so like you go into this crazy sort of dystopian world because there's no animals left because there's no animals exactly and it, and it's like is that okay and all these women like have like the pumps on like they pump the cows and like the the babies are being killed and then served on like plates and stuff and it's like well why is it all right to do that to animals and it's and it do you know what i mean have you had how many children go missing in china every year oh god don't. okay i won't oh, i won't god, no go tell me tell it's, a, it's a huge number it's a six yeah. digit number Ooh. why I mean, I mean, it's obviously it depends whether you want to go down the conspiratorial route or the factual route. But a lot of people, children go missing. We've had somebody on already who discusses where some of them go, where they're trafficked, which is horrible, obviously. And then, but there's also this thing called parabiosis, where I shouldn't say this, but we can always take this if you don't like it. But if you parabiosis, Are they being no parabiosis is a thing. If you take the blood, if you take blood plasma from a younger person put an older person the older person reverses in age I've heard of this ah. oh, and this is okay well I'm going to go conspiracy there's this video on uh, YouTube and it's Sandra Bullock being interviewed by Ellen right um, and she's basically saying uh, about this skin cream that she uses yeah. and it's made from the foreskin of a young Asian child foreskin the foreskin wow and she foreskin? admits it well, so I don't know that's crazy because you know Victoria Beckham she admitted to and again 
that could be wrong, but she admitted to using a um, a, a face cream that uses blood. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, I'm just I'm just taken back by you when you said foreskin. Watch the video. Show. She that says it, and she says those words. That's Fors- what she says. I know, I, like, I know, I believe you. It's just we'll just let these two so talk. So Sandra Bullock's fucked. The toilet bag has just been thrown under the bus. <laughs> no, so basically, it's, it's a fact. It's called parabiosis, right? If you put young, you rip your foreskin off. If you put a, uh, if you put um, a young person's blood into an older person, the older person reverses in age. You did a, you did a documentary did a, on this, yeah, yeah. Uh, little. But the, it's the it's did a documentary on it. I made a video on it. Uh, it's called parabiosis. Yeah, uh, and it's been happening since the sixties, and it's it's like a, you know it happens. They do it. They do it in mice. Didn't didn't work, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're now doing it on skin cells, but they're not using blood fraction. They're using this thing called Yamanaka factors. But the po- the point is, you can take uh, young blood and put it in an older person, and 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 they do reverse in age. So obviously, it depends. Nobody will know yeah. the real number. But we had somebody on here. This is, again, it's really pretty dark. I don't know why I'm going down this route today, but he told us about all the organ harvesting that happened. Oh God, it yeah, happens a lot. Happens in all the different countries. So actually, he didn't go that much into it. Yeah, but he mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. So you would make a movie on those on on basically that happening <laughs> do you make it do you Start make script. it look how lovely you can produce it, it. Yeah. <laughs> what's your thoughts on like like i i know i know like for example like you can do this skin treatment for your face and your hair and it's similar to that and there's a fine line between this and i think i know what you're going to say but i'll ask you anyway yeah the the serum is taken from like um i think it's an umbilical cord or something from an australian deer oh. And it's like the richest. So random. How do people come up with this? Yeah, shit? it's like it's like supposed to be the richest form of you know serum or, you or get umbilical, st- you st- get stem cells or whatever, whatever it's stem whatever. cells you get from you can get from umbilical cords or right. chymal stem cells. Like, what's your thoughts on something like this? So apparently the animal's not hurt. Mm. Apparently it's got to come out of their system, but obviously it's super rich in this yeah. cells and stuff that's, that that is probably good for us or good yeah. for our skin. Um, but it's still from an animal. The animal's not hurt. Yeah. Okay, I so I think the animal's not hurt is a byproduct. I would be like, great, I'd use it. But okay. the only problem is, as soon as we all start going, I'm going to use it. That's when companies go, oh great, we can make money out of this. Yeah. And the animals start getting and exploited. Then mass farm it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I need what to about have, um, if you grew an animal right in a lab? <laughs> no, no, because this happened. Yeah. Oh, what like grew meat? Grew lab, you, grow you, meat. Yeah, but you you don't grow the heart and the brain, but you grow the rest of the animal. So it's a living thing on a pu- oh, no, no, it's horrible. Yeah. But it can't feel anything. Doesn't know it's alive. I don't know. I don't know about that. But what about actual lab-grown meat, where it's just the cells growing into yeah. flesh? That's what Leonardo DiCaprio did, didn't he, with the with his burger? Oh, he's done yeah, he, he he grew like a. Yeah. He developed, do you, do you still he developed get, a burger that just had meat cells so they could make yeah. other meats. Yeah. Do you still get the right. nutritional value from that type apparently, of meat? Apparently, yeah. If it's not being, yeah. if it doesn't have a brain or it doesn't have a heart and, and the blood's not pumping around the, the body in the right way, do you know what I mean? It's it's more so processed in that in that respect. Yeah. I think I just eat plants. I mean, it is interesting. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's interesting for people who love meat. If you can grow lab-grown meat without, I'd say maybe not the animal, like growing the animal thing, but actually growing it from a cell and like growing a steak, I think that is great. But I think I've gone so far away from that now. I don't really think I'd enjoy like a steak or anything. Yeah, when you go far further enough away, you realise, yeah. I mean, when I was vegetarian for that short period of time, I had so much, I developed so much energy. Really? Cra- oh. Yeah, crazy amount of energy. I, I heard 73% of, veg- of vegan, sorry. <laughs> Uh, eat a burger when they're drunk. Is that true? No, I don't know. No, not I vegan. Not vegan. Maybe vegetarian. Yeah, maybe. Vegan. Vegan. All right. So, when, when you go vegan, your 
You just, yeah. That's a lifestyle. You had a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah because yeah. you were on a massive ke- amount of energy. You were on a keto diet when you, you you were going through yeah. this process where it releases these chemicals in your body that was just allowing you to fire. Yes. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing with the vegetarian side as well, I started eating so much more broccoli and meat. You know, one thing that meat does, which I'm pretty sure, even if it gives you energy afterwards, it slows you down. And there's some crazy stat, like I think something stupid, like 70% of most Americans have a line of meat that's just oh. constantly stuck in their stomach. Because, Aren't we meat? Huh? Aren't we meat? Well, meat from another animal. Right. Yeah, because it's just, you know, basically stuck, stuck. there. Yeah, just stuck there yeah. because, you know. Really? Yeah, because they consume so much meat. And, um, and when you look into like certain facts, like another fact, which is really great, that something crazy like, I'm, I'm not going to get the exact number right, but it's something like 90% of meat produced and bought in America is, is by McDonald's. Right, you can believe that. Cause it's not, no, not 90 Something crazy. Yeah, something crazy. Like, it, like way, way high. It might even be more than that. It's produced and bought for McDonald's. So that- Must even, It can't be 90 Okay, even if it's 70%, but it's, it's higher than that. It was way higher than that. But even if it's 70%, even if it's 40%, whatever it may, may be, but- the, the thing that I read was it was 90%. That changes the way that meat is produced throughout the whole America. Because if, mm. if, one, if one institute is producing the most amount of meat and the most amount of quality of meat, it, change, it doesn't matter if you're eating something, something else, you know, a different restaurant that's better or whatever. Because you're then going to that. Because you're then well, going to that. Do you that. know what actually McDonald's contains? I did some research on this the other day. So uh, chicken and nuggets, this is quite horrible. Uh, 40% chicken. Sorry, I'm worried that what the other oh. 60% is. No, no, yeah, I'm worried no. about what the other 60% is. Yeah, it's um, bone, cartilage of some sort, um, veins, uh, and um, it was the uh, the claws of the chicken. <laughs> so it's horrible, right? But uh, it was 40% meat. They did a they dirt six dip. Yeah. And the other 60% was all the really horrible bits like bones, cartilage. So, you know, you hear that about. Um, sausages and I would have sausages as a kid like my mum would make them for me yeah. and, and my mum would let me have McDonald's when I was a kid so then you're like oh wow this is actually really pretty but terrible how does and that pass like the food agency well, you, you, it's like you know what they say empty calories and alcohol because you can't that, the, it doesn't do anything to your body and the, the burgers are let me get this right they're trans fat trans fat's the only fat that your body can't use so it can use polysaturated it can use all the different monounsaturated fats it can, but trans fat just Cat sits in your body. Sits in your body. Yeah. So it's the worst type of fat you can consume. And, and that's McDonald's. On that with the you know, heads that get to the agency, and again, I, I shouldn't really quote this because I don't know if it's 100% true, but I'm pretty sure in the UK, um, KFC had to change their name. They from, could chicken. So we removed the word they, chicken. They had to change their name. They can't be called Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore in the UK. That's They've the got to be called KFC. Yeah. Because when you, when you Google a, a KFC chicken now, it's literally what oh, it's literally what James it, it's literally what James just described. It, no, it's 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 so far away from being an animal that yeah. they can't even call it Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. So it's like this like re, it's like this steroided little thing that's got like no he- I think God. I think they have no head and no legs or something weird. Like it's proper God, proper that sick. That is so awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like feeling it like getting upset like almost crying and you two dickheads laughing so like, I'm, 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 and all I'm you're thinking about is like oh yeah I'll order a KFC after this like, <laughs> no, but do you know right right I'm so, about, I'm about, about this water to be fair no, the most interesting things that I found about 
chicken nuggets is that it's all people only actually just like the seasoning and the breading because you could go and have yeah. a vegan yeah. chicken nugget and it's exactly the same. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Why don't you set up vegan McDonald's with the same sauce? They have a vegan, have a vegan menu. <laughs> they beat me to yeah. it, unfortunately. Oh, really? yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Plant-based um, menu, I think. Full of all good ideas today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! You've, de- yeah, oh, you've debunked him. On, you've debunked him on the food idea. <laughs> You'll do a science video after this. God help us. Well, you are in the uh, what not food industry. You're in the beverage industry. So, and that's yeah. uh, well, I understand alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. What beverage industry are you in? Uh, mezcal. Have you ever tried mezcal? No. What's mezcal? So it's like tequila. It's tequila's yeah. cousin. So um, when I was, I've been living in Mexico the last three years. Yeah. And um, uh, just basically, my friends. I was there. It was fifteen of us, nine girls, six guys. And I noticed my girlfriends were, would have their normal drink, but they'd have a shot of mezcal. And if you ask anyone in Mexico what their favourite drink is, they would say mezcal. It used to be tequila, but now it's moved to mezcal. It's really hip at the moment, mezcal. Okay. Do you want to do try you have, it? Do you have any mezcal? Yeah. yeah. Can I try yeah. some mezcal? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, Take we the word, did. mate. I, I made a documentary. Oh. No, no, no. We Take the chicken leg out. Take the octopus in now. I have it with the octopus. We'll get some. We'll try it. We tried. I'll get it. One sec. We tried a thousand. All 15 of us went round. We took some film crew with us and we tried a thousand different mezcals. We went to all the biggest palenques in Oaxaca. Oaxaca is one of the states in Mexico where they make the best mezcal and we tried it and then we did all this blind tasting and we picked the loveliest family who have been doing it for five generations and we picked um you know the one that everybody else picked and it was the favorite mezcal yeah so basically there's nothing in it apart from plant it's an agave Perfect. plant there's no uh, it it's organic gluten free there's no sugar there's nothing added at yeah. we see it we, we live with the family so the, the agave grows for nine and a half years we watch them farm it try and help not very good with the, all the tools and then it takes about two weeks because it's, it's new, it's called Hoban. It's not like the Añejo or the Reposado. It's a brand new one. And we watch them and there's nothing in it. It's all made by hand. Nice. And it's, it's just, it's like the healthiest alcohol healthy- there is. Go get me some. All right. I'm, I'm going to get you two different types. So I've got, we've got one which is, um, which is clear, yep. which is strong, it's 43%. And we've got one which is um, with a little bit of espresso, yep. which is 38.5%. Yeah. Do you want to try the espresso one or the other one? Or the clear Both one? Both of them. Okay. I love the espresso one. I love the espresso as well. Oh, I'm excited for the mezcal. It is delicious. Is it? Okay, so just remember, no sugar. No sugar. No sulfites, no sulfates, nothing added. This has taken a long time, you know, three years to make. It's just, um, let's turn it around because I have a different one. Um, so it's just mezcal, it's 38.5%. Yeah. And it's um, 3, 3% of uh, espresso bean in there. So there's nothing else in there apart from that. Did you throw away the can of Coke, yeah? Did you empty the can of Coke and throw away? Right. Cheers. Welcome. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having Cheers. me. Thanks for Olivia. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Do we, and we shot it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Punchy, right? But not too strong. Good. No, that's really nice. Nice. It's, yeah. It's like a gentle tequila. Yeah, but it's thirty-eight and a half percent, so you can What's like tequila. Tequila. So, so, okay. So, do you want to? I'll try not to bore anyone. So, agave, because I tend to go on yeah. these like rants if it's a scientific thing. I, I love it. I think it's interesting. Okay, so agave yeah. is made in industrial... So tequila's made in industrial process. It's yeah. typically made in like metal ovens and stuff. Not always. So what percentage is tequila? It can be any percent. You can okay. make it whatever you want from, let's say from 35 to 45% okay. ABV. So with um, uh, tequila, it can only come from one type of agave. Yeah. So agave, it's actually a succulent. People think it's a cactus, but it's a succulent. It looks like aloe vera. And uh, tequila basically can only come from one type of agave, which is called azul 
which is blue in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Mezcal can come from 50 or 100 other, all the other types of agaves. I was going to ask before we wrap up, um, what, unless anyone else has got anything else, what, um, what's your dream role? What's your like, okay, okay. you've role. mentioned, we've talked about like reincarnation and what yeah. you, the yeah. love of period dramas. Yeah. Dream role. dream come true of yeah. being in a period drama. Yeah. No, um, so, yeah, what's dream come true? Obviously it's dream come true. <laughs> um, I, love Celtic history and it would be to play Boudicca who is a Celtic queen who um, led a, uh, an Scot- army of Scottish in you no but she was I think she was vegan probably vegan <laughs> <laughs> no obviously not so you're allowed to eat fish though I mean, definitely eat fish but she basically led an army of women against the Romans and she was like an amazing warrior queen and she was just like really connected to like the wow. earth and she's just so, so cool. true life character True life character. Yeah, look her up. When? when? What's, what's the year? Oh, I don't know. Like Roman That's like your BC real life something. superhero. Why don't yeah. you write that? That's what you should write. Because I'm not a good writer. This is the problem. I feel like you're going to, I don't know. I don't want to say this on camera, but I feel like you're going to achieve something crazy. I don't know. I just feel like you, I just feel like you Can will. Can you guys write a film about Boudicca? Well, Matt and writes. Star in it. Honestly, you should, don't think you can't write because I never could write as well. And you just, if you get hooked what on does, something. What does, what does Olivia need to write? Obviously, like, did you go to university and stuff? No, I just went to drama school. The one year at drama school? Yeah. What, did, what, did you do a, English at A-levels or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I did English. So that's a good, like. Yeah, but you don't need, you don't need that. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I was bloody dyslexic in school, but basically still, yeah. still am. So, you know, you don't need that. You just need to like, you need to like trick the, the aspect of people thinking you can't write because you think it's just about writing and you think, oh, I have to be some kind of poet to write. Yeah. Well, no, you have to understand the software you need to use to write. You need to understand how films are structured. Yeah. They're not structured like books. Yeah. Which you, you, you know, you already know because yeah, you've yeah. read so many scripts and you need to have a good idea, which that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, and you need to go with it and then you need to just keep working on it until it's really good. Everyone and if I've- you're not a good writer, it'll just take you longer. Everyone I've heard that's written a book, they've all said like they're super talented people. They're not writers, right? And they're just super talented. And they all say, I got X, Y, and Z to do the writing. And I told them the storyline and everything else. And yeah, they, you, they can, was, you can get ghostwriters yeah. and you can get ghost people writers, like that. Yeah, yeah. You, can get, you can get people like that. That's not a problem with people to forward it. So and you, you, you can do that. Yeah. It just depends how much Maybe you want to, you know, how much you want to do it. But sometimes it's, you know, you can learn and develop just like any yeah. developing a new skill you know you can learn did you do write. like courses and stuff or nope. did you just you just went for it no i wrote yeah. i wrote a couple of shorts beforehand yeah really got to to know the software read i read so many good scripts yeah you know you can pick up good fellas or you can pick yeah. up a really great script online rocky and you can go wow okay that's a good script look at the structure look at look at the when the characters come in look at the first 10 pages how it's gripping you look at you know most of them follow a similar structure some of them might be 90 pages or 150 pages, but they'll follow, they'll follow a structure you can work to. Yeah. And you know, you just, you kind of go from there, but that, that, that's amazing. I mean, that, that kind of role yeah. would be really fit for you. Yeah, it sounds a bit that. badass as well. Like yeah, kind of really powerful is. and like really. Yeah. And I love like, you know, back in the day when there were pagans and people were much more connected to the earth and to the, like the gods of the earth. And that interests me a lot. Um, and I really resonate with that. So she's definitely a character that, I just really like, I love playing strong women who in back in history, because you know what I said earlier about, because they have so much more of a fight to be heard and to be seen. And I find that exciting and I yeah. find that interesting. So that was a really interesting conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where, where, can, where, can, where can we follow you? Where can people follow okay, you, so Olivia? You can follow me on Instagram at Olivia Chenery, C-H-E-N-E-R-Y, and Twitter when I reactivate it on the same, on the same name. Perfect. Yes. 
Okay, amazing. Thank Absolutely. you so much for having you on. It's been great having you.